Hey, Katie, what is that? Uh, looks like a butt cheek. That's my hand, you creeps. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Love the, love the energy in the you creeps. <laughs> I graduated with an engineering degree. I fooled them all. <laughs> because she's a real phony. Because she honestly believes all this phony junk that she believes. I mean it. Yeah, no, we're like friends, I guess. I don't know. Friends? I guess we're collaborators. To you. <laughs> it's to you. To you. <laughs> Yeah, someone's <laughs> a creep and looking at everything and being like, that looks like butt. Okay, actually, both, by someone you, you mean, you, Katie. I, guess, yeah. I said nothing I mean, about butts. I did. Yeah, That I'm, was me. I'm calling you out on it. Yes, you creep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, that's pretty rude, Malu. All right. What? You know what? I'll so just call rude. you out on stuff, Miss Harry Styles fanatic. I'm sorry. With your Harry Styles t-shirt. <laughs> I didn't say. Why should I be ashamed of thinking his hand is a butt? Who's a who? Harry Styles. Is? Don't answer that question. <laughs> Nobody answers okay. that question. Who Harry Styles is. <laughs> Wait. So, uh, Malu, you're a huge Harry Styles fan. Yes, I am. I got this okay. on oh, Etsy yeah, look at for shirt. Christmas. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's uh it says things. It says Harry Styles, and then it says Fine Line, which was his oh. latest album. He has a shirt like this, and then people made it. That's cool. Yep. And aren't you like also like the Timothy Chalamet fan or something like that? Yes, I am. Uh, um, you're like your skinny pretty boys. <laughs> hey, I was hey, just hey. about to say, Daniel. Okay, thank I'm you. Sorry. Skinny, skinny pretty boys. But skinny type of pretty skinny, boys. Okay, I'm... <laughs> First of all, there's nothing wrong with that. Second of all, <laughs> no one said there was. We're just making fun of you. The type of skinny that Timothy Chalamet is is nothing compared to the like. Harry Styles works out. Harry Styles is strong and sometimes He's a I'm strong, afraid skinny that Timothy boy. Chalamet could be broken in two. <laughs> strong skinny boys. I don't boys. actually remember what Harry uh, Styles uh, looks well, like. You should the look only... him up right now. <laughs> be blessed. <laughs> Said Daniel. Yeah, the, the only time I remember seeing being aware of who Stary, Harry Styles is is whenever I see Dunkirk and I was like, oh, it's that guy. Stary Hiles. <laughs> it's that one guy. <laughs> uh, no, I, had, well, I had a conversation with my uh, my neighbor Cause like someone mentioned being like a huge like Timothy like being like into Timothy Chalamet and she kind of gave like a uh, like a like kind of thing and I was like sorry that was a that was a physical <laughs> that was physical humor there but um and I was like I was like like right she like like he's like he's very skinny she's like yeah he does not look he looks like too skinny like I'm like yeah and it was just like this thing it's like he's an attractive guy he honestly looks like uh Bob Dylan when he was like in his early 20s like he like he had like that foxish face mm -hmm. and like but and he was just like a little bag of bones yeah. I mean yeah that's that's I think that's why they chose him for the biopic that they're doing I, I it, he gives vibes of Bob Dylan yes <laughs> yeah I mean it's probably why I, I drew the connection is like Luca what's his face doing the uh, Dylan movie? Luca oh how am I forgetting his name I really like him Italiano um, Milanos yeah my Italian dude <laughs> yeah Call me. I don't. You know. I don't think that's the Italian him, cause, guy. Cause he's working the on the Italian. second one for Luca. Oh, I feel like I'm gonna butcher this, and I'm taking Italian. I don't want to say it. You I'm sorry. You're a liar. <laughs> I'm not embarrassing myself today. At least well, not this early. On, on that note, <laughs> welcome to film school professionals. Hello. Hello. 
wow, Malu, our our rhythm is off now that we have changed, shortened the name. We haven't changed yeah, it. Yeah, really. now that you've decided to completely it. seal the spotlight, so I guess that's how we're doing things now. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, it's how we've been doing things. I don't know where you've been, but here we are. Up. Right. Sorry. So we both that was a great drink. response, I, I Katie. That was a really response. intimidating way of going about that. <laughs> Thanks. Right. Thank you. Thank so. you. Well. Hi, everybody. I am Katie Kometz. I'm a writer. I'm a director. I'm a filmmaker. And I'm Marumiranes, your other professor. I'm a writer. I'm an artist. I do storyboards. I still haven't figured out my intro. That's okay. <laughs> We're only six months in. You'll get Woo-hoo. there eventually. Woo-woo. And we have a male friend today. Oh, my God. If you hear that deep voice. Yeah, that, like it's kind of deep. I don't know. It's that guy. <laughs> it's that guy over here. Who are you, guy? I am Daniel Gonzalez. Uh, I'm an audio editor and writer. Uh, and, uh, yeah, no, I, I do a podcast called Slow Readers, which has uh, Malu and Katie pop up very frequently. Woo-woo-woo. Go check Slow so, Readers yeah. out and go see me win at their game. Hold okay, on. fuck off. You did Don't. not win. Shut up. I won both <laughs> times. Malu won two, nope. two games of Gatekeeper. No, 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 no. Malu won one game, and then the first one she pretended to win on. The reality yeah. of it all is Katie has lost three games recently, so... Yeah. <laughs> Malu, I always lose games. Well, you don't have to brag about me losing games. I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> well, I, I, I do have to say that I was kind of like the referee and like the, and the Gatekeeper for those things. Things. Mm-hmm. And I will say that not only did Mallow win one uh, them completely and fairly, but the only people who seem to disagree what with the? that, the only people who seem to disagree with that, are the people who have lost to her. So uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, don't be wrong. You and Gabe, the other uh, the other person that uh, Mallow trounced, uh, well, you know, yeah, ha- I did have, that. have kind of been like like, oh, she didn't win, but you know, Mallow Mallow fucking won. <laughs> Sore like loser. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, you know what, Daniel? I feel like you're just choosing sides very early into this episode, what? and I don't I do appreciate that? that. That's crazy. Come on. <laughs> don't appreciate it <laughs> at all. All right, whatever. <laughs> all right, well, <laughs> thanks for that. Malu, do you have a nice little plug for us? Of course, I always do. Game winners. We need more attention. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave us some reviews. Tell us what you think of the show. Tell us why you think I did win at games and Katie lost at those games. All right, um, absolute lies. <laughs> tell us what you think about our new shortened name or you know just put little stars for us because we are stars in your podcast Night Sky. Mm-hmm. I think yes. that's very poetic. And um. <laughs> go follow us on Instagram at Film School Professionals. Yes. You can see pictures of our dogs. Mm-hmm. You see pictures of the art that Malu makes, which is awesome. Speaking of Malu's art, you can find her personal page and her art page on our Film School Professionals Instagram, along with my personal Instagram, Katie Kamez. You could check out my short film there. It's fun. It's I have no other adjectives for it just go check everybody out here and you can also follow daniel on slow readers on instagram daniel Mm -hmm. is that right yeah he will be tagged (laughs) in the post for this episode on instagram and also top gallant radio on uh, twitter which is something that i usually don't i'm not very active on twitter (laughs) so i feel like we dangled a little bone real quick before we get into this episode. We we changed our name, but we didn't change our name. I feel like me just randomly throwing that out there is very appalling in a weird way. So, we you guys, you have to admit, AP Film, taught by Film School Professionals, is a long-ass name for yes. a podcast. So we shortened it down to the point. Malu and I can't 
we we can. That's a lie. We didn't want to go to film school, and so we're like, screw this. We'll make our own film school, which is how this podcast was (gasps) birthed. I like that you say birthed because that's what I was thinking. I wanted to say it, but I was hoping you'd say it. Um, yes. And just because of that little interaction, the, the way that we're connected mentally like that, you yeah, guys should listen always. to us and our new podcast, Film School Professionals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Film School Professionals. We are the professionals. Yeah, we need a new slogan because we had a really good thing going with AP Films, taught by Film School Professionals. professionals. Yeah. I'm That's this person and this person. So now we have to be like, <laughs> this is Film School Professionals, your weekly Film School Professional web podcast hello you know no what? words thankfully we can definitely do that off air i feel like i feel like we can take it outside you mean no. are you telling me you don't want to do that on the spot right now well, yes I, I i think that uh because we all started just completely on time i think we have lots of time right now to really iron this out yeah you're right for you're context, right you're right Daniel. Katie thank was you i did not show up 40 minutes late to recording okay <laughs> <laughs> that was a lie mm-hmm. it was in another dimension mm-hmm. and uh yeah Totally. We're just all time a little confused. Yeah. Yeah. It's all. Re- <laughs> Listen, time isn't real, so it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get a response out of either of them. It's okay. We're all like, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> we'll just save that for the end. It's okay. <laughs> and uh, in the meantime, we this is our guest episode. It's our nice little special episodes we have Ooh. where the guest Ooh. chooses. A movie or two to watch for mm-hmm, us. Mm-hmm. A little theme, guest. Can maybe. you expand on what this episode is? Yes. So kind yes. of randomly. I mean, it just slowly came. I slowly got the idea of this, mainly because um, in our most latest episode of Slow Readers, we cover uh, one of my favoriteest authors of all time, uh, Jean Le Carré, who had recently passed away in uh, December 14th of 2020 at the ripe age of 89 years old. Mm, solid number. So I was like, so we were going to have like an end of year thing because we're going on a little hiatus for like a month or two. And like originally I was like, hey, can we just like read a little bit? Like here, take the autobiography he wrote like in 2016 read a little bit. Like, just, let's just talk about him. And then every time I kind of go back to Le Carre, I remember how much I love Le Carre, <laughs> uh, which ultimately made me rewatch uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. And because like I don't just want to come on a show like this and talk about a movie I love and just be like, yeah, is this movie good? I was... <laughs> you mean like Mallow and I do all the time? <laughs> you mean the theme of the show? Uh, yeah, like or, I don't know. I also, it, it's such a weird thing to kind of be like, like I need to, I get to make you guys watch a movie. And I was like, it's like I just don't want to. power. I want to like make Katie and Mallow watch like Michael Mann movies or something like that. And as fun as that would be, and I'd be interested in what you got to say. But it's like I feel guilty <laughs> doing that. So like I was like, oh, you know, you know, it's a fun movie. And also, and again, I want to say, uh, I always call this movie a guilty pleasure for a bunch of reasons. And I'll say, uh, you know, I'll get I'll get into that when we're talking about it. But <laughs> The Man from Uncle, the 2015 Guy Ritchie film, I've always so I've always. <laughs> This is like for me. It was it was such a. I when I saw this movie, I don't even know if I saw it in the theaters. I probably saw it like like uh, rented or whatever. And I was like, I really like this movie. Why does nobody else like it? <laughs> it doesn't yeah. make sense. It's such a good. I really don't understand why it didn't do well in box yeah. office. But we'll get into that in a minute. So as Daniel has revealed, we're doing spy movies. Yeah. We're doing Tinker Ooh. Tailor Soldier Spy and The Man from Uncle. But before that, Katie, is it a little yeah. cold in here? Uh, I don't know. I mean, we're in different you know, places, I, all three of us. But is it cold? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's, I feel a chill. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel a chill. 
Let me warm it up real quick. Are you ready? Are you guys ready to warm up a little bit? Yeah. Sure. All right. I have a nice icebreaker. What is your dream spy name? Milo. <laughs> I just hate, I just hate that the first thing that came to mind is A, yes. already a name from a character in a franchise I haven't seen. What? And B, Superman. it just oh, came no. to me for a di- like a different reason that isn't that franchise. I don't even what, know if the character is a spy or not. Um, I'm just going to say it. Pussy Galore? From, <laughs> from, <laughs> That's from what you want to go by? Here. That's awesome. <laughs> it's just, okay, it's a reference in uh, the musical Rent, which I love. And that's just the first thing that came to mind was James Bond and Pussy Galore in one of the songs. And I just can't get it off my mind now. So I guess that's it. <laughs> Going off yeah, instinct. Where did you get it from? You got it from the musical? Yeah. Uh, Rent the musical. I don't know. It's this little, this this, this little, little Broadway unknown, show. I don't know if you've ever heard yeah, of it. Yeah, this little off-Broadway <laughs> show. Um, <laughs> definitely doesn't even have a movie or anything. Um, no. On Faithful Adaptation. Okay. <laughs> but still... Uh, yeah, Pussy Galore. I think that's what I'm going with for now. You know. Wait, you did say Pussy Galore, right? <laughs> yes, I just said it. That's good. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty. It's pretty rad. So I here's think it's the that very is bold. Just really starting off like that. Yeah, th- that is from a James Bond movie. Yes. Which one is it from? Like that was straight up. Like that seems like a joke that someone would make about James Bond, but there straight up was, and it might have even been from the the Ian Fleming uh, books or short stories. There was a character called Pussy Galore, like no joke. Yeah. <laughs> like no, I don't no, remember I don't. what that's from. I'm gonna guess Octopussy, the one that already has pussy in the name. <laughs> Could be wrong. Listen, I mean, not to be crude, but don't you think that that has a little too much pussy already in it? <laughs> oh um, my god! Because <laughs> <laughs> like that, yeah, that movie's so blunt. It's called Octopussy. <laughs> it's just the fact that there's also a different character called Pussy Galore. Like, I think that's even, that's laying it thick even for James Bond. <laughs> you know what? You guys share you know your names. I I'll should... look it up. You know what? You, yeah. you go by Pussy Galore and I'll just go by Cats. And we'll just have a whole a whole pussy squad going on. <laughs> Wait, can can Katie's, uh, can Katie's uh, a spy name be like uh, uh, Kitty Surprise? <laughs> <laughs> That's much better. Thank you very much for the creativity that I cannot provide. I think Katie's name should be one of the cats from the musical Cats. I feel like that really fits her personality. Uh, that would really work out for you. Rum-tum, I didn't tigger, see that. But Me either. I saw it once. Which in a character? So I'll look it up. Weird. Which character? Any. I don't know their names. They're weird. Any. You're telling me any character from Cats I relate the Jason to? Jason Derulo one. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just gonna say thank you. That's also, um, Pussy Galore is actually from Goldfinger. Okay. Who knew? I mean, I'm guessing James Bond fans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, that's that should be a really well. It, it's like the one a classic James Bond movie I actually mm-hmm. have not seen. Besides, like Doctor No and uh, the Man with the Golden Gun. I don't know. Damn. We'll talk about that later. Really exposing ourselves and our, our our lack of James Bond in the the spy genre. Yeah. I have I have fallen asleep to. Skyfall about three times. <laughs> really? Oh, that's a shame. That's a With that's a, that's one of the better ones. Yeah, I think I I really like Jay. I love spy movies first of all, so that's why I really enjoyed these movies that we'll get into then. But uh, okay. yeah, I I I like James Bond movies. It was only Skyfall. I think I've like just consistently started watching it way too late at night, and I have 
fallen asleep and then gave up trying to watch it. So and you just wake up and Adele is singing going completely yes, off. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I accidentally fell asleep several times while watching the man from uncle <laughs> for the past. No. So I had, weirdly enough that, that, that I had to watch this one in pieces over several nights because I kept falling asleep. I fell asleep during the torture scene uh, last <laughs> night, which is weird so because not, that's crazy. Not to get too far into it. That's like one of my favorite scenes, but like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like I, I was so, yeah, I was very drunk, but like I, I was like nodding <laughs> off and it was like two 30 in the morning. That's not a reason. Great right. start. Yeah. Okay, wait, yeah. before we get into that, Daniel, what's your dream spy name? Uh, my dream spy name is uh, Henry Cavill. Yes. That yeah. is, he's just my dream, period. Yeah. So. Have you I, seen I, The Witcher? Yes. I want to. Daniel <laughs> recommended it to wow. me months ago. Yeah. I never thought Henry Cavill with like bleach white hair would be insanely attractive and yet here I am. I I have seen the trailers and I'm like, ooh, he looks attractive. And then I realized today it's Henry and I was like, <laughs> <gasps> my tall, dark, handsome man is also bleach blonde. I'll take it. It's a really good show. Y'all, y'all will love this. He also, besides everything else, he's got the voice. Like anytime, like in all he these does. things, mm-hmm. his voice in this is fantastic. Like, I, like this is why I'd marry him. It, it's that thing where it's like I like I feel like if I watched this too many times, I would like I'd come on and and I would all of a sudden start talking a little more enunciated, <laughs> a little more carefully. But <laughs> ooh, but just we just like should, a dork. Yeah. And then, but no, but secretly in my head, it's like, but I want to talk like, like, like Geralt of uh, Rivia. <laughs> he talk, it's a little more raspy. Just super and deep. <laughs> just fuck. He talks a little. He talks. He talks a little more like Batman almost. Yeah, know. a little Shit. bit. I can't do it. Like he's smoked for 25 years? <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Or 100 years because Geralt is old. He is very old. Damn. I mean, yeah. good good thing you don't have to. You you can just go, <laughs> and that's it. You really, I don't even know if the mic picked that up. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, no. no yeah, Witcher's great. You should see it, Katie. Okay. A plus. Yeah. I will. It's added to my list. It's actually been on my list for <laughs> nine months now, so. It's like, a whole baby. I promise I will start soon. Also, it, it has one of the, the great video game and now TV show crushes for uh, ever, uh, Yennefer, uh, who is just oh, everyone. Yes. Yeah, like she, <laughs> yeah, no, she's she's a dream. She really is. And uh, I forget the actress's cool. I forget the actress's name, but she but she's fantastic as uh, oh. as Yennefer. She killed. I'd never Woo-hoo. seen her before until Love that. Uh, yeah. The Witcher, and I was very happy with her. She's a pretty. I will start yeah. soon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She she's like a fairly like new actor, but like that's the I think that's like basically the only really big thing that she's done so far. Uh, her yeah. name is okay. Anya Shalotra. There we go. Okay. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. She's English. I don't know why that was so difficult to pronounce for me, but. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> she is? Okay. Malu, I thought, you know, we, we really do switch between who can pronounce what. Okay, well, my first language is Spanish, not English. So. <laughs> no, but you usually correct me on pronunciation, but every now and then when you can't get something I correct to you, it's a nice little balance act. Sure. Nice balance <laughs> act. Sure. Okay, fuck you too. All right. <laughs> Since nobody asked, my dream spy name. What? We oh, I'm sorry. It. My dream spy name. You were the second one. I'm gonna. I'm going to make it GG. Okay. Um, Good for two reasons. Great one. <laughs> the first reason that came to me was Greta Gerwig. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Second, GG from Booksmart, my other second favorite movie. <laughs> 
from <laughs> Olivia Wilde. Um, Gigi is who I want to be, and if I have to be a spy, I know for certain I would never be smooth and suave and whatnot, so I have to be the distraction character. Oh, Katie would knock everything down. <laughs> I would, so that's why I have to be Gigi. I'll just appear everywhere and just be the... the the distraction of destruction. You're- oh, oh no. nice. I have to give you that. That was really baby. cool. Yeah. Oh, Thank no. you. <laughs> Thank you. You're going to be the real the, the Sharon Tate character in the in the spy movie. <laughs> yes, I will be, and I can't wait. <laughs> All right, Miss Malu, should we introduce these two wonderful films? Yes. Can I introduce The Man from Uncle? God damn it. <laughs> I wanted that one. I called it. Bye. Katie has to do Tinker Tailor now, <laughs> and uh, okay, and yeah, no, every not and again. I, I'm really looking forward to talking about Tinker Tailor as well because, like, you know, me, me and Katie have history talking about Tinker Tailor. <laughs> oh. So, like, any <laughs> anytime tension. Katie's like, I love spy movies. Like, I kind of give her like this kind of knowing, like, like mm, dirty do look. You? Do yeah. you really? Sure, you do. Yeah. Yes. All right, Daniel. Well, I have to. <laughs> I have to announce. This has been. Two or three years, two or three years since we last slash not we last talked about it, but since I tried watching it the first time. And now that I gave it a more mature, better thought of it, I enjoyed it so much. I think it is a fantastic movie and I honestly have no idea what was wrong with me before. But mind you, it is still slow and the suspension is a different kind of suspense. So Mm -hmm. I... I understand my like stupid 18, 19 year old <laughs> thought and whatever, but now that I am a mature filmmaker, yep. I see why it's fantastic. So when you said you were like like as a as a as an eighteen or nineteen year old, my mind went, "Is that old you are?" <laughs> <laughs> How yeah. surprising to all I know. You're you're a, you're a mature seven nineteen year old, whatever you are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now now I'm a mature twenty two and a half year old. It was oh. my half birthday last week. If anyone pretends those exist anymore. Oh, happy so. birthday! Hey, you're the type thanks. Of who says we're the close. Yeah, birthday, I don't know. Birthday, happy birthday. Halfway to 23, happy which birthday. is halfway to 46. So there we go. You know, <laughs> I'm a quarter of my way through. Uh, to, anyway. To segue into Man from uh, Man from Uncle, you know, Elizabeth Debicki is only like 24 when she shot this movie. Shut up. Oh, Why so do I gorgeous. keep hearing about this yeah. bullshit of young, successful women? Well, I need to be on that list. Everything about Elizabeth Debicki just looks like she not to not, not saying that she's like spoiled or anything like that but it's like she looks like she's been winning for a while i don't know like she's i love she her. looks like she's she yeah, looks like she, she has a title or something you know That's disgusting. Yeah. I, I think she would be a fantastic uh actress because she's also really tall i think she'd be fantastic yes. to play metroid if they ever did like an actual metroid game she'd be really samus good in a movie you want her to be as, samus yeah yeah i would love oh, her to that... be samus i don't know why i said metroid first i'd like her to be samus this is fully okay. based on the fact that uh, my boyfriend is like a huge fan of Metroid and we always talk about it because he got me into like it from a far away point of view and I think she'd be amazing for it. She's great. Oh, yeah, fan. no, I'd be, I, I would love that. I, I, I don't know if there'll ever be a, like a Metroid movie or even a good one, but that, that would be, that'd be interesting. <laughs> I like that. I feel like that's the most important piece or even a good one because <laughs> as it's been known, video game movies can turn out shit. For some damn reason, they always end up uh, mm. not being. I feel like there was a, a fairly recent movie that came out, and it was actually pretty good. What am I thinking? <laughs> you of? mean Detective Pikachu? Yes, correct. 
Uh, oh, God. Uh, no offense, but I wasn't t- thinking about that one. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. No, there was like a, there was something else. Sonic? Or am I thinking about Detective Pikachu? <laughs> uh, probably not Sonic. Uh, it was like, um, okay. I don't know. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to derail too much. Yeah, this oh, is going to be like a three-hour episode, right? You have me on here. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm going to introduce the movie. Do it. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy is a 2011 spy thriller slash drama directed by Thomas Alfredson. Yeah. With a screenplay by Bridget O'Connor and Peter Strawn. Do you, do you, right? Yeah. Do you, do you know about those two? Because they're a husband wife team. And... <gasps> She passed away. She passed away in 2008. <gasps> uh, this film came out in 2011. So yeah, that it just kind Fuck. of like th- this movie is like a little tiny miracle. And like one of the things that's wonderful is that this very, very, very incredible adaptation. Uh, yeah, it was was helmed by them, and, and it's kind of sad that she passed away before she could see it come out and be as successful as it that's- was. That's. That is so heartbreaking, but I thank you so that. much for telling me. I had no idea about that, and mm. that is something I need to look into their other films with. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Out of hit home. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, Tinker Teller's Soldier Spy is based on John Le Carre's 1974 <laughs> novel. Did I say that right? I didn't say that right. <laughs> you did not say it right. <laughs> so just ready to make fun of Katie about sake. that. He just right away laughed. <laughs> Uh, John, yep. well, yeah, well, yeah, John Le Carre. Um, I, well, I think I've said it like a bunch of times already right now. But uh, Le Carre, yeah. by the way, means the square. Oh. Thanks. So John the Square. Yeah, John the Square. John the Square's 1974 novel of the same name. Thanks, Mally, for that fact. Mm-hmm. It stars Gary Oldman Ooh. as George. George? George? Hello. Jorge Smiley. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gary Oldman as George Smiley, Colin Firth, fantastic, as Mm -hmm. Bill Hayden, which is Taylor, thanks, Mar Strong as Jim Perdue, 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 did you watch the movie? (laughs) (laughs) I did, let's relax, let's relax on the hate, okay, Oh yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch as Peter, it's it's another French one, one. (laughs) cut me off again, say it again, it's a Gwillem, I think. More of like a Gwillem. Yeah, it is. Gwillem? Gwillem, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Peter Gwillem. Thank you. Tom Hardy, got that one, as Ricky Tarr. <laughs> Don Toby Jones as Percy. <laughs> Alaline Tinker. Da- wow. Oh, my God. There's so many people. David yeah. Densick? I don't know that one, to Something be completely like honest with you. <laughs> Densick. Let's say that. Densick as Toby. Esther Hayes Poorman. Everyone leave a review on how terrible I can pronounce names. <laughs> These are crazy names. What is this? Someone else say should this I, one. Yeah, should I? Uh, That's a French should I get one. It? Should, yeah, because I uh, yeah, first off, it's it. Toby. Yeah, Toby Esterhouse. Uh, you got them all right. Somebody tells me you're looking at the name Kieran Hines. Yeah, um, wow, you're good. Yeah. Uh, we're on the That's same wavelength. Um, yeah, Kieran Ke- Hines, uh, an Austrian actor, actually. Thank um, you. Yeah, no, he's been a, he's been in a bunch of shit. That I, I love that guy. He's a great face. I mean, uh, this movie has this movie is so full of every single British male actor who I love. That yep. I for, I've, I forget that Mark Strong's in this, and he's one of my favorite actors. Oh, I love him. Yeah. I, was, I, I was looking at him, and I was way. like, I Not know about you. him, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was looking at him, and I was like, you're in Shazam, but you're in something else. And then I was like, oh, my fucking God, Merlin from uh, The Gentleman. Yeah. The Kingsman. Oh, oh, Kingsman. Not no, the Gentleman. Uh, uh, Kingsman. Kingsman. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the I other British uh, film. Just got it wrong. <laughs> the other British spy movie. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so anyway, Kieran plays Roy Bland, soldier. Mm-hmm. Stephen Graham got that one too as Jerry Wester Westerby 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 I don't like that that was my instinct yeah. going for Jerry Westerby to be completely uh, honest Katie Birch as Connie Sachs 
Oh, the Russian names. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to oh, get I, to I it. Figured, I kind of figured out how to say this. Someone else typing it down. Code. Hold on. I also Kod don't Jank, know her name. Kod, so. <laughs> Kodjank Konchakova? Konchakova. Konchakova. Yeah. Let's go with that. Arena? Mm-hmm. Right? And last but not least, thank the Lord, <laughs> John Hurt as Control. Oh. oh now you gave Hurt. me the fucking run of my money there. That was the You're hardest welcome. introduction I've ever done. Yeah. We're going to talk about the introduction of the characters in the film because I have stuff to say about that. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> All right. Go okay. introduce the, the really great one, please. Oh, hey. The movie was good. The don't, don't, sexy one. The, the <laughs> sexy spy movie. Uh, yeah, so the other movie we're talking about today is The Man from UNCLE. It's a 2015 spy film directed by the one, the only, Guy Ritchie, and written by Ritchie and Lionel Wy- Wygram. Oh, I'm starting to get like Katie. Oh, I'm going to say Wygram. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you can't pronounce shit half the time either. It's my second language. Are you really going to bash me for it? Uh. Yes. <laughs> I love pulling that card just to mess with people. Um, okay. And it is based on the 1964 television show of the same name, created by Normal Felton and Sam Rolfe. The movie stars the man, the myth, the legend, Henry Cavill as Napoleon Solo, uh. the Greek god, Army Hammer as Ilya Kriakin. <laughs> The beauty, Alicia Vikander as Gabby mm-hmm. Teller, Elizabeth Debicki as Victoria Vinciguerra, whoa, Hugh Grant. Whoa, whoa, you whoa. didn't give her a nickname? The fuck? I can give everybody a nickname. I love this the entire The goddess cast. Elizabeth Debicki. <laughs> Fine, you know what? One? Yes, the Amazon Shit, Elizabeth Debicki as Victoria mm-hmm. Vinciguerra. The man Mama who sneaks Mia's into favorite. every single movie, <laughs> Hugh Grant as Alexander yeah, Waverly. Yes, so good. <laughs> he really does. So good. Um, Mamma Mia's favorite. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't even really know this actor that much. I just know he played a crazy dude in this movie. So, crazy Sylvester Groth as Uncle Rudy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the, I, uh, I'm gonna stop the, with the, the nicknames because I don't know um, these actors. Alicia Vikander's dad. He's also what? What's his name? You have the list Who? in front of you. It's like Teller or something like that. Ah, yes, Udo Teller. something. Oh, Christian <laughs> Belker as Udo Teller. Yes, that was the that was the last name I was gonna mention. Yeah. He's also is. an interesting. Yeah, he plays. I think he appeared in Downfall, the uh, the German movie that had like every German actor in it. Um, like I've seen him. I've seen him in a lot of things. Okay, hold on, cool. hold on, hold on. What? 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 Hold on. One for person. some for some reason, my brain stroked out, and I said that Hugh Grant was in Mamma Mia, even though he's not. But it feels like he should be, doesn't it? it I think that's why. It, that's definitely why. Cause I'm like, well, Colin Firth was. <laughs> Um, Not Hugh Grant, though. There's one last actor I need to mention. Um, yeah, go for it. Luca Calvani like to... as Alexander Vinciguerra, which, by the way, isn't it funny that there's two Alexanders in the same movie? Alexander Waverly and Alexander Vinciguerra, both characters, never mention that they share a name. Yeah. I thought it was curious. That is Oh, weird. well. Like, yeah. I was writing it down, and I was like, wait a minute. You can name two characters from, Op- from Apollo Synthesize, Alexander, and never mention it. Also, they Ale- did. Alexander isn't exactly like the most like Italian name ever, you know. <laughs> yeah, they he's didn't Italian. even try to make yeah. that. Al- yeah, he's he's Italian, but they didn't even okay. try to make the Alexander any type of Italian. <laughs> the most Italian name ever, Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So that's the, cool. <laughs> the list of actors and actresses for the Man from Uncle. There you go. Yeah, and uh, I, I will drop another uh, big uh, uh, secret behind the Man from Uncle that I didn't even really realize. Um, because if you wanted to talk about like the two different styles of spy movies, you know, you got Tinkertail mm-hmm. on one end. You obviously think like, well, there's also James Bond because, for example, the classic character of George Smiley was kind of like 
that was developed to be like this is what like a real spy would actually be more like mm-hmm. like he's this like he's even style he's even like way more stylized in this movie than he is in the books but, but anyway <laughs> uh, so like it would be like the obvious choice between like kind of two kind of like competing images of the spy However, did you know that although he wasn't credited as a creator, a major uh, creative uh, 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 lead at the start of The Man from Uncle, the TV show, and developed characters named, for example, Napoleon Solo <laughs> and uh, April Driver, I think her name is, uh, was That's Ian cool. Fleming, who came up with the, the names and some of like the character sketches at the start before like whoever the... Uh, like his like his like movie people where it's like you need to stop doing that because like there's probably <laughs> going to be some kind of crazy lawsuit because of all like the rights with James Bond. So <laughs> I love that. Wow. We have to stop doing that because of the law. <laughs> <laughs> Plus he was like like a year later he died, so he probably like you know Ooh. was all fucked up in the head. <laughs> Maybe. Damn. Yeah. But that's really. Daniel's cool. really calling the dead out tonight. It's yeah. Okay. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I like the deaths around these two movies. Didn't know that was going to be the direction we were going to take, but uh, nope. okay. But here we are. Yeah. Speaking of direction, <laughs> Malu and I have our own little notes that we want to talk about. And so uh, before we get into it, just so Daniel has an overview of what we're going to talk about, we think uh, just about one. I want. I'm going to start with me, so I don't speak for Malu. I want to talk you. about the music. And the style of the cinematography that they have going on, Malu. On on both or just on? Yeah, just just throw oh, okay. out the bullet points real quick, like I just did. Yeah, 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 sure. First, I think we should lay out just something that Daniel mentioned a minute ago, just to like really lay it out because I think we talked about it like on our group chat and a little bit beforehand. But part of what we're looking at with these two films, class, is the fact that they're the two very different styles of sort of spy movies. So as Daniel said. Oh my god, I forgot the name. It's long. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. I keep <laughs> getting it wrong. The yeah. name. <laughs> Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy is the more like realistic, you know, very slow burn, just like twists and turns everywhere. Very political. Could be historical uh, fiction if it wanted to be. Uh, sort of spy movie. And then you have it- The Man from Uncle, which is a much more flashy, um, <laughs> you know, suave characters here and there. Very like dramatic. A lot of action sort of spy movie. So yeah, just like, you know, set that up already, even if it wasn't obvious from just looking at the movies uh, that are vastly different. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I really like that silence. Guys. Wonderful. All right. So, um, Daniel, which one would you like to talk about first? Or do you have something that's like overlays both of them? Overlaps? No, overlaps. I, I, I don't know. It, it, it is a thing where it's like one or the other well actually to kind of uh to pay that's what i was think, thinking about when malo was saying that is that technically tinker taylor soldier spy almost is historical fiction it's a lot more fiction than it is historical but this is very much in reference to the uh the cambridge five uh which is basically a ring of uh originally it was four originally it was cambridge it was cambridge four then it became five after the fifth one was outed but uh five uh uh Russian moles who were very high up in the ranks of British Secret Service and were out were ousted around like I think like the early 60s and like some of them weren't identified until like the 70s or 80s or whatever maybe 90s but um and in particular the very notorious spy was Kim Philby and again I don't know if we're uh, I don't mean to spoil the story but let's say that um the person who ends up being revealed as the spy uh, who is uh, at the top of the circus in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy is loosely kind of stylized on Kim Felby. And in fact, uh, when Kim Felby was out, when basically the Cambridge Five uh, were ousted, 
it destroyed like all kinds of uh, like the moral the morale of the British Secret Service. And a lot of people had to be fired because it's like, hey, your entire network was blown. Like you're you you're you're done. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> One of those people was Jean Le Carré. So um, yeah, he oh. was he was working for MI5 and then MI6 from like 1960 to like 64 or five, whatever it was. And then he lost his job because of Kim Philby. But don't worry, because at that point he was already uh, writing novels, and his 1963 novel, The Spy Who Came In from the Cold was a tremendous success. Uh, I would actually, not to get too far ahead, I would recommend that one, including the movie. And also, one last thing, uh, you know John Cray appears in this movie. I did he see the does? credit for him. Yes. Where? In, did, in the Christmas Ma- party. Yeah, the Christmas party, exactly. <laughs> in, in the Christmas oh. party, when they start singing, when like the uh, Father Christmas jumps on stage, and everyone yeah. at like this awesome Christmas party for, for at like MI6, oh, when like so everyone's weird. yeah, everyone's like drunk and they're all they're singing the uh, the uh, the Russian theme anthem. To, like, yeah, yeah. It, start, I, it confused yeah. me when I was watching. I was like, wait, uh, hold on, who's like, who here? Minute, wait a minute, the Russians are the enemy here to them. Yeah. What is going on? I was like, are you all moles? <laughs> it's it's just the grim humor behind the whole thing. It's like once a year they get drunk and they all patriarch patriotically <laughs> sing the the Russian national anthem. But when well, there's like it gets so it cuts from like Father Christmas on stage and then it cuts to like the audience. And then at the far right, there's like this older man with like white hair. He gets up and very proudly starts singing, That's John Le Carre. Oh, <laughs> I like that. He, uh, he has cameos like in uh, most it. of the adaptations for the past 10 years. Like he's in um, the Little Drummer Girl adaptation. Uh, he was in uh, the Night Manager and maybe that's it. Actually, I don't know. So, but yeah. <laughs> cool. Oh, I like that. I like it when authors yeah. get to be on on the screen for their own adaptations. Yeah, same. Dude, I Ste- wish What's-Her-Face was in the Hunger Games. <laughs> I name? love Stephen Susan, King and Eat and It too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Suzanne Collins. Suzanne? Or is it Susan Collins? I think it's Suzanne. Is she in the Hunger Games? No. I just oh. said it would be great if she was. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, that's my favorite adaptation, and I'm going to keep that on the table. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to talk about that in a later episode, because eventually we will talk about the Hunger Games. I need a binge soon, Malu. We need to do that ASAP. That'd be a fun one to talk about, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. It would be. Can't wait Hell to yeah. bash Gale. Thanks. We'll we'll just plug that episode now. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so thank you for that nice little background, Daniel. That's yeah. very. Yeah. Did you ask me a question? <laughs> did I answer I it? I feel or... like we did. Okay. Oh, Was I said. Oh, I asked. Point? If, I asked if um you wanted to talk about one movie first, and then the other. If you had any overlapping ideas that you would like to talk about. Oh, yeah. First. You know what? Oh, I don't even know which one I want to talk about first. Let's talk. Let's talk Man from Uncle. I think that's that's a simpler cool. movie to the talk about. The sexiest movie I've to. ever seen the in my life. Sexiest movie it? ever. It's so <laughs> hot. It's so hot. <laughs> I want to rewatch it. Like, can I just say that first of all, I love the colors. I think everybody mm. who like from production to design to costumes to just like cinematography, everything about it, they really you said mean, like Panavision and Kodak. Uh, yeah. I mean also set design. Dorky with the equipment they used. <laughs> yeah. Camera equipment. Someone's a little attached to the camera. My um, lovely Panavision and Kodak. It, yeah, it is a very, took all of it is that. a great looking movie. Whatever like the film quality is, it's fantastic. I was the most typical film student and <laughs> totally just 
was in awe of every single nice little lens flare that happened all the time. I was like, yeah, that was... But they don't, like, do it, like, flashy. Like, it's sexy when they do it. And I'm like, God, that's so hot. Uh, can I actually... Really can is. I ask both of you a question before we actually start yes. about this? Because I'm very curious yes. about this. Because when I was a boy, when I was young, Snatch was, like, the coolest thing. Snatch was the coolest thing to, like, watch and rewatch and, like, kind of, like, quote lines at each other. Because it was a What's scene... it called? Snatch. It was like mm. it was like the big Snatch. it was it was the first really big Guy Ritchie movie. Sure. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Where like he he did a the Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, which is like this like smaller indie-ish kind of movie. And then Snatch was like a very similar movie, but it was just like a bigger budget. First off, have you all seen those movies? I have no. not seen either one, but I have heard a lot about Snatch and I've seen a few clips of Brad Pitt just absolutely going off in his thing <laughs> you don't even yeah, know what to call I, it I believe dialect. I'm in the same boat there I've also <laughs> heard of it a lot seen clips but I have not watched the movie yet okay yeah those movies were like the movies that I grew up with like me and my brother watched them obsessively and we coded it obsessively it, it, it's like <laughs> what you would imagine like you know two young people would be would do the same thing with like uh like Tarantino movies or something like that and um I think right. uh, I think Guy Ritchie like can be kind of called like a kind of like a British Tarantino in a way if you know what I mean yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 And like that he's very like, you can really tell it's a movie of his just by looking yeah. at it very quickly. And both of them, I believe, were like, they weren't like film school people. They were just like enthusiastic yeah. film people that just started making films. And like Guy Ritchie in particular just like does whatever the fuck he wants <laughs> with uh, with like his stories because he's just like, like I don't care. I'm just going to do whatever I want. I'm just going to make it fun. <laughs> we love so, films with professionals. Even, even his bad movies have like a kind of energy to it. Yeah, and and yeah. So, but I wanted to ask, like, yeah, what is your history with with Guy Ritchie movies, and also how do you feel about him in particular? Because I feel like there's a lot of love for Guy Ritchie with here with you two. I I like him. That, I think this was the first movie of his I ever saw, mm -hmm. um, unless I see I saw another one I didn't know about it. Uh, I think it was The Man from Uncle, and then sadly, sadly followed closely by. The Aladdin live action, which Ugh. I have words about. <laughs> I have I have several issues with that movie from like a, just like a script point of view, considering how good the original script is um, and how many chances they had to fix the bad things about Aladdin. But, you know, I digress. I don't think he did like a bad job in it. I just think like that was just a Disney live action, which, you know, has its clauses and its issues. Mm. Um, and then what's the other one? Oh, The Gentleman, which I loved The Gentleman. I thought it was really good. Gentleman also his his most recent film, even though apparently I think his his next movie is like already like completed and like is like waiting or is like it's just finishing up Damn. right now. Good for yeah. him. Yeah, no, no. He, he's really he's really uh, moving fast. Go Richie. All right. Go, Go guy. guy. Um, Malu, have you not seen the Sherlock Holmes movies? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah I just realized it's it. Oh, my God. I love the Sherlock Holmes movies. <laughs> Wait a minute. I okay. also, I'm, I'm so sorry. That was the, the first Holmes one of his movies. I saw. And I'm obsessed with that Me series. Too. I think it mm -hmm. needs the third one. And I'm st I feel like I'm still being baited. <laughs> I agree. By Robert Downey Jr. Boat. Him being like, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it'll expand into <laughs> a universe. And it's like, no, no. I want the third one. <laughs> That's right. I'm in the exact same boat. I need it. Mm -hmm. I love the Sherlock Holmes movie. So, so that's good. mine. And then I also just recently watched The Gentleman, too. Mm -hmm. I love that movie. I don't think so far it's a four for four of how much I love his movies. <laughs> so I really need to keep it going, except for Aladdin. I heard bad things. So, But not from his yeah. point. Like, that's the thing. Aladdin was bad for other reasons. It had nothing oh, okay. to do with Guy Ritchie or Will Smith, which a lot of people were afraid of. I just wanted to put that out there. Will Smith did a beautiful job. <laughs> well, that's because Will Smith is great, so. 
Yes. <laughs> Will, yeah, Will Smith, much better than people give him credit for, but uh, he seems to... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a while since he's made a, a, a good movie. I don't know. Yeah. That's true. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Katie, well, yeah, what? what's, what's your history? How many... Because you've seen, what, the Sherlock Holmes movies. Did you see those when they came out? Oh, uh, no, I, I didn't see those <gasps> until sometime in the last five years, I want to say. Okay. Um, yeah, so, and the, that's all. It's just those four movies. It's the two Sherlock Holmes movies, The Gentleman, and this one. And so far, like I said, I, I love them. I yeah. think, especially, oh, I love the Sherlock Holmes movies. Those are just two movies <laughs> that, like, mm-hmm. you can watch, like, an endless amount of times, and it's constantly entertaining, you know? Yeah. Um, I love those kinds. So, that, and, and honestly, now the uncle is definitely on that list. Also, the gentleman, the low key. Even though you know what happened. All right, all four all right. of them. Rewatch, rewatchable. That, that that reminds me, and apparently it's this thing that apparently Guy Ritchie, weirdly enough, and I don't even know if this is like the same for his uh his little like uh filmmaking sort of brother guy, um, who Matthew Vaughn, the guy who did like Kick Ass and The King's Men and all that, um, <gasps> who used wait, to be uh, Guy Ritchie's producer, and then he started being his own director. But uh, uh, lots of actors love working with Guy Ritchie, which is why, speaking of, you know, the Sherlock Holmes movies, Mark Strong loved working with him so much. He's done a bunch of Guy Ritchie movies. Jared Harris pops up again in uh, Man from Uncle. You know, uh, lots of lots of like actors you'll see kind of like kind of sprinkled throughout there. Hugh Grant should be in every fucking Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah, I was about um, to say. <laughs> as cool as he is in Man from Uncle, just in a real small kind of role. Uh, but when he pops up, he's just like, oh, this guy's he's awesome. <laughs> everything, like he's, everything he's saying is so like acidic, but like he's like smiling <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Wait, did you realize that he actually shows up like all the way into the, like the hotel scene when um, they check in into the Rome hotel for the first time? Yeah. Well, Katie, so did you? I've, <laughs> I don't think I did. No, oh. I've I did seen not. it like three times. And this is my first time realizing that when Henry Cavill walks up to the counter to like, um, you know, get into the hotel and get his keys. Uh, the person before him is Hugh Grant and he moves out <gasps> and you see just like oh. the side of his face and he moves off frame and I was like oh my god Hugh Grant see <laughs> there he I is. love I love when movies put little things like that in it and yeah. especially yes. when they don't reveal it at the end so it's only <laughs> if you rewatch them do you see it but this it's was my first time watching it so yeah. I was just kind of mm-hmm. absorbing instead but also, that is fantastic also like also like during that scene uh, and I just noticed this as well this time where like a uh, the the front desk woman she goes like uh, thank you very much Mr Waverly before like when during that whole scene if you never really see his wow. face so yes. she says she straight up says Waverly yeah so mm-hmm. we're garbage I am anyway you don't know his name what? <laughs> but uh, cool. uh, but yeah he we he's, is many he's like people who didn't thousand, notice he's a thousand times cooler in in the gentleman where he's he's such an he's such a gross person he is. <laughs> yeah I love him. yeah he's terrible oh it's so good though I've never seen Hugh Grant play that kind of character either. Yeah. So that was nice to see. It's, so, but, it's just so great seeing him. It's like, oh, there he has like familiar face. Yeah, right. He's that. He's like the dad. Oh, it's dad. You're a weird, gross dad. I don't know why that. I don't know why I made that reference. That really doesn't add up. I was just trying to think of someone familiar to you that Hugh you can Grant, always count on. Uh, let's move on from that statement. That was weird. I want to so, make a little carrot <laughs> card of Hugh Grant that says the father. The father. From now on, <laughs> the, from now on we'll refer to Hugh Grant as Papa. <laughs> Papa, Grant. Papa Grant. Papa Can Grant. Can we get Papa Grant going on? Papa Ooh. Grant, make a T-shirt. Make a T-shirt of like, <laughs> right. like a rough drawing of Hugh Grant's face and just says Papa Grant. <laughs> Film school professionals, We're gonna make that order happen, I'm just your saying. Papa Papa Grant T-shirts next week. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mally will design them. 
There you go. Do <laughs> she it. silently Make it happen. laughs. Yeah. It's All right. Anyways, now. anyways, anyways, everybody. This is this is film school. Okay. Let's talk about uh, not let's Hugh talk Grant about school. these movies. <laughs> we have we have a lot going on right now, and so um, Malu, where would you like to start? With the man from Uncle. No. Oh, <laughs> oh uh, yeah, let's do that. I mean, because we were talking with Daniel did choose that. Yeah, you're right. Let's start with the man from Uncle. Okay. Well, I mean, where do I even fucking start? Just like the production value of the film, I think it's out of the fucking park. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. From you know the colors they use, the set pieces, um, the script itself is fantastic. I think. Also, okay, I want to point this out. I think this is one of the movies that does one of the best uses of CGI like in any yes. movie because it knows when to do it and when to use it without it being like oh we have to use it for every action scene it's like no no you use it for yes. a stylistic choice of like oh the car chase at the beginning where like you have to do it to show yeah. them going really fast and then zoom in on them in the car and it looks very like campy in the way that this sort of spy movie should look but then every other stunt you can tell that it's like a real stunt like you know when they escape from the um uh the um, I forgot what the facility <laughs> and they jump into the water and there's a fire yeah. and Henry Cavill is eating his sa- a stolen sandwich inside of a <laughs> truck like everything about that it's clearly practical and if anything like slightly mixed with uh, computer effects and I think it's just chef's kiss fantastic way of using CG yeah no that's, I'm a that's, fan. A, that's a really great point I never think about it until now like I'm trying to th- even think about like because I like net when you're watching it, you're you'll cut you'll kind of see like oh that's a CGI effect sure but like, sure yeah but like it's not yeah it's not glaring and that's something we don't really get all that much anymore out of our big budget movies yeah never we never yeah. get it anymore <laughs> so, Malu and I have never. talked about this a lot we need to bring practical effects back bring yeah. them you, back you got you got so one one big filmmaker out there who loves practical effects Chris Nolan everybody else is just like whatever <laughs> and I don't want to get into a huge tangent about this but like. Wonder Woman 84 is a big one where like you're watching Ooh. us and the whole time you're watching us everything just feels and looks fake and it just I that's terrible. why I'll never watch yeah. it low key yeah. Yeah. although the cheetah okay. the cheetah did look I gotta say the cheetah looked pretty cool not, you know small tangent but the cheetah looked pretty cool wish they had different colors but it still looked cool yeah <laughs> yeah cool yeah, so the man I from uncle to... <laughs> yeah I have I have to agree on that, on the um, practical effects versus CG. I love the way that it was used. I kind of already geeked out about this in a small little way, but um, <laughs> I thought the cinematography was just so well done. It's just, the, the, the film itself, I'm sure if you read it, comes off as a classy spy movie. A classy, funny spy movie. You know, it's like one of those that's not like super serious. Like I really feel like James Bond movies take themselves seriously because that 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 that's what it is you know it's a serious mm-hmm. spy drama but this is like because you already know that your characters are gonna come out alive in the end it's this this you know what i mean you have your heroes you have <laughs> yeah. their challenges and, and you know the structure of the story already and i really like that i feel like this movie balanced on the line of making fun of itself so well I love Army Hammer's character and that, like, his little, like, nitpicks and, like, I just, like, you know, the KGB agent has the anger issues and is the most violent one. (laughs) The American dark hair is so suave and this and that. And then you have the girl. And I don't know. It just, like, it was making fun of itself in a very classy way that still made sense to the story itself. It wasn't, it it teetered on the line perfectly. And so it was still watchable for what it was. But it also was, it, it added not 
I'm going to use the word realistic and add a realistic sense and just the sense of like it's 2020 and you're watching this or 2015, whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I really like that. So going off of that, I think the cinematography for it <laughs> matched it very well. Same with the editing. I think the editing, it, oh. it, it was so well paced. And I mean, that goes so along with the writing, too. I think if I read this, it, it, it would come off that way, too, just because of the, the pacing of the film was well done, of the story itself. But the actual visual pacing, I was always intrigued. I was never bored. And even when they had to reveal a lot of information at once, I was still into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I never got tired of it, never bored, so... I really like that the look itself was stylish. You had the hottest cast in the world. You couldn't <laughs> really get did. better. Yeah, that couldn't that, get better. That Jared Harris just just fires up the screen. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love Jared. Okay, have I, know, I, I love you him. guys? Uh, yeah. <laughs> small tangent, uh-huh. and I don't want to go on this for more than ten seconds. Just yes or no? Have you guys ever seen the TV show Fringe? No. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I watched like the first like season or something like that. The guy from The Wire, Daniels from The Wire, is uh, stars Henry. as yes. Yeah. He's he's also in this. Oh, I don't know any of their name. I don't remember any of their <laughs> real names. I used to be so obsessed with the entire cast because this was like my favorite show in the world yeah. in middle school. I, I, I want to say for uh, Lance Reddick. I'm sorry, I got his fucking yes. name right. But yes, uh, playing that's Lieutenant it. Daniels Lance. in The Wire. Also, yes, I just heard Katie that you just got into The Wire. I did. I'm on season two. I'm so excited. I love it. No, yeah, I'd, I'd be very interested to hear what what you have to say about uh, the wire as 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 you watch along because yeah, that's been my favorite show since like I don't know when I was younger than you right now. Oh my god, I had no idea that was your favorite show, Daniel. Oh, I will damn. live text you. <laughs> I will you. live text you the I entire time. Oh, so go for it. Like that. Yeah. No, I I, I love the wire. Like. I recently, like several years ago, like rewatched it with Gabe, and you don't know this because you'll understand. And I'm so sorry, this is another fucking tangent, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it like every time, like I'll just like some guy will appear on screen and you don't know him, and I'll be like, oh my god, it's Chris, that's Chris, Chris showed up <laughs> because the yeah. character introductions are so subtle and quiet. And you don't know when someone's going to turn out to be like a character or somebody. Yeah. Or, or just, just a random appearance kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Because like it's such like a it's a slow love you have for those characters. I mean, yes, so, some of them have like really big flashy in- introductions. And then other times you're just like, um, oh, there there's nah, whatever. All right. Sorry. I'm not going to fucking talk <laughs> about the wire. We're, we're talking uh, man from uncle. I'm sorry. I, I was making reference <laughs> to the show Fringe because uh, what's his name? Is it Jared Harris? Is Jared that his Harris. first yes. name? Yeah. Jared Harris. Jared Harris. Uh, I Because I watched I was obsessed with the show when I was about 11 and 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, he played like the most evil character on the whole show. Mm. Um, like the biggest antagonist there was. And so I already, like, in my young brain, just like all the Selena Gomez lyrics are burned into it, uh, Jared Harris is just a villain. And he just, uh, seeing him again and not play a villain is just so comforting. Well, I'm like, oh, my God, it's him. Comforting. It's Jones. Uh, it's, speaking of villains, he was an amazing Moriarty in uh, Sherlock Holmes yes. too. Oh, uh, wasn't he so good? And, He's so good at being mean. <laughs> and look, like uh, I understand if people out there like aren't the biggest fans of the Sherlock Holmes movies, like they're a little bit junky or whatever. Ooh. No, but, fuck you. Ooh. You <laughs> should enjoy them. I, I, Who are you? <laughs> especially in comparison to the the Sherlock TV show starring uh, Tinker Taylor's Benimbleblick Blumbleblech. Oh, uh, uh, hey, 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 hey. Some but, respect for Benedict. And, 
that is a that is a great TV show, but <laughs> I hate that guy who plays Moriarty in that. He's so bad. <gasps> oh, he's terrible. He's wait, like oh, Daniel. Wait, wait. I think we have nobody to stop say the anything because <laughs> nobody nobody say anything because I am not at the point of the show where I've met him yet. Okay, I, I like believe. Uh, so don't say anything. No, I haven't gotten it's that far. It's three in the show episodes yet. per. It's six <laughs> episodes total. Yeah, I think it's, I've only seen the first three. I haven't gotten to the second season. It's like three movies. That's a lot it's of uh, watching. It is six yeah. episodes. They're long as heck. I mean, it's more now, but I but, don't. I'm not gonna talk about the last season. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, no. But like they get, they get like he's like a, uh, it's like a younger, as you can imagine, like Sherlockian thing. So he's like a younger, sexier Moriarty. But like he no. plays, he plays it in that kind of like he's crazy, like that kind of like post Joker kind of stage of like where Ooh. where like stories were. And I'm uh, uh, Malu. Are you a fan of him. his Joker? I'm Joker. His uh, Moriarty in the in the I'm show. I'm a very big fan of his Moriarty. I know that it's different from like I mean, okay. Overall, the BBC Sherlock is different mm-hmm. from like you know the classic Sherlock, like you know Arthur Conan Doyle's actual like you know story. Yeah. They took liberties as usual Sherlock adaptations do, but yeah, I really like it. I always felt like it was very dynamic, and I think it really balances out Benedict Cumberbatch's uh, Sherlock because he's yeah. such a like a stoic calm dude in many ways not calm but like just stationary and then Moriarty is just all over the place and his performance is all over the place in a way that like it really balances out when they're together in a scene and I enjoy it so much all right no yeah I can (laughs) I can see that for me I just like I I don't know it was such like a weird thing it it was like I, I the tv show is very very good but like but for me it's like it's like yeah but I think uh the first time I really saw and remembered who Jared Harris was who's been a lot of things he shows up in one scene in last of the mohicans but like yeah look, he his moriarty is actually really fantastic and also um the climax of sherlock holmes 2 is great like the whole oh. the whole final confrontation like the yep. the mental chess match and the mental boxing thing and just like like the so uh when watts is funny anyway anyway sorry man from uncle <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we were talking about how the cast is super sexy, and then yeah. Jared Harris is also great. <laughs> <laughs> the looker, Jared Harris. And then the last thing I want to say about the movie, which this applies to both of them. It, first, so I, I watched Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy first, and then The Man from Uncle. So first I'm going to say Tinker Tailor. No, I'll go opposite to lead into Tinker Tailor. That's a good Unless idea, you guys yes. have things to say. <laughs> but the music in both of these carried out the story so well. Yes. It, they were so well done, and I like how like they're they're so different. In which we we can talk about next on how um, like we've already established how this movie's uncle is more like kind of fun, and uh, <laughs> Tinker Tailor is is just very serious, almost borderline historical. I really liked how the music really matched both of those tones so well. We have a mix of music in uncle when it comes to real songs versus things that were written for and then when it came to tinker taylor i thought it that was just totally like composed for the film like it was it was so beautiful or beautifully orchestrated and it was it you i felt all of my emotions come from the music like as as intertwined with the story as i was it I would not have felt what I did without the music established within it. Mm-hmm. So I think the music really carried out the film, specifically with Tinker Taylor. So that is my cue for you all. <laughs> well, uh, wait, 
in a similar kind of thing, I wanted to say because uh, you were all um, very, very complimentary about like ha- like the colors of the Man from Uncle, uh, which yeah, <laughs> which matches like the so the sexiness, the fantasy, like the danger, and just like the exoticism of like every location. And yeah. then Tinker Tailor is the opposite. It's <laughs> it um, it's ugly. like it's ugly. Crab. It's supposed to be ugly. And the idea is that um, Alfredson's Alfredson Alfredson. Oh my God, Thomas Alfredson, uh, Alfred Alfredson Alfredson, right? Sorry, you I sound- got it. Okay, yeah. Sorry if it sounded like I had a stroke there. Um, <laughs> you did. Uh, he said. He said. Uh, he was like, I wanted to the first because he's a Danish filmmaker. He was like, uh, when I I visited uh, London as a boy, like in like the sixties or seventies or whatever it was, and it looked like this. It was. You can tell that it was like. That's such a bummer. You could. I mean, well, London, makes London sense. was fucking bombed in World War Two, so like. True. This is like a decade or two That's away, and it still kind of had the feeling of like a post-war city, you know, yeah. po- like that definitely like uh, everything about this, and it kind of sets like the kind of uh, the tone in the world of like the Le Carre spy stories, where it's like mm-hmm. World War Two is like was is just in the just yesterday. So and and that that yeah. and again like yeah, that's why this is like a colorless, grimy kind of movie, <laughs> and go- gorgeous in its colorlessness, you know. <laughs> The brightest thing in the entire film was Benedict Cumberbatch's Benedict Cumberbatch's hair. <laughs> I've never seen him. Who's having a stroke now? True. Oh. By the way, he, uh, that character is the uh, main character of uh, one of his most uh, recent spy novels, which is about um, in modern days. Peter Gwillem is like called back to kind of atone for uh, what happened in the Carla trilogy, which involved Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, and also in uh, the Spy Who Came In from the Cold, which is about like that whole uh, operation. So yeah, he like a lot of these are major characters, even if they don't seem like it. Like um, uh, uh, Jerry Westerby, uh, Stephen Graham's character seems like very minor in this. Like he literally shows up in like one scene. This is like ninety minutes of like George Smiley going somewhere, talking to one person, and uh, coming back. Which is actually how the novel works. Like the novel, the novel's very chatty comparison. Like the the script. The has Jesus. took all the words out and like was like no instead of someone saying something they just look at someone <laughs> they give like a look they <laughs> respond um and it's great it's fantastic but uh but like Jerry Westerby is actually like the main character of the second uh book in the trilogy the honorable schoolboy so yeah <laughs> things I like, like that. little things like that and control was in like the previous ones and this one he chronologically dies uh, it's the MCU and, of of spy yeah. stories love it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. can we just quickly talk about like okay I was very curious about this I did some research about it because I got very curious watching Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy uh, so Peter Gwillem Benedict, Benedict's character I'm going to call him Benedict from now on um, <laughs> Benny Benny. So there's, this, there's this one scene that I found really interesting and then I tied it back together to two other characters and it's when essentially George Smiley tells him like okay you gotta get your affairs in orders because this is getting real fucking serious mm-hmm. um, I think it's because like uh, Tom Hardy comes to them and he's like oh so like we could actually all like be killed for this and essentially he goes back home and he tells his partner who I'm assuming is his boyfriend mm-hmm. you know like that they have to end things and then I looked that up because I was very interested as to why they would add a, such a small like detail about himself that doesn't come up ever again which contrasts with like Bill Hayden, Colin Fritz's character and Jim Prudeau Mark, Str- Mark, Str- Mark Strong's character, who are both like, as far as I'm concerned, they are a couple or they were a couple before. Yeah. Um, and the book seems like the novel seems to just really hone in on that, especially in the ending, which I read about. And I was like, why didn't they keep that? 
Um, <laughs> and I just want to I just want to talk about that conversation because I really like the fact that it, it wasn't made a big deal about. It was just like, yeah, these characters are gay and like there's really not, not much to it. Like it's just the reality of their lives. I really liked how seamlessly it was into the story. There was no big deal about it. It was just like, yes, these are the characters. Yeah. That's about it. Because yeah. I feel like you don't see that enough in spy movies, especially like, you know, not just romance that isn't made out a big deal about, but, you know, LGBTQ romance overall in like spy yeah. movies. <laughs> Super unrepresented in spy movies. And I, I also think even in all spy movies, any romance at all is so like over the top yeah. with it. Like, like <laughs> at least when I'm watching, I'm like, okay, but this isn't the point. What about... <laughs> Is he going to die? <laughs> or are they dies. going to die? Who, you know? Mm-hmm. Daniel, do you have anything to say about that? Oh, yeah, so much. Because, like, <laughs> the beautiful thing about... And, again, this is, like, the Le Carre universe, which is which is grounded and definitely, like, it's supposed to be the opposite of James Bond. James Bond's all about, like, like oh, what if I could be, like, the coolest the coolest dude who just like spitefully bangs all these chicks and kills all these villains who are all not misogyny. Uh, and it like, and then this is like, look, Ray, look, Ray infamously also doesn't like James Bond as well. He, he, uh, <laughs> he has this quote and again, uh, go to the episode of uh, slow readers where I talk about John the Carré's the pigeon tunnel. I indulge my look, Ray phantom even more. <laughs> and he, like he, he calls like a, like James Bond isn't a spy. He's an international thug. Like he, he, he yeah, he, that's, his kind of he thinks that he's just not a spy and um i'm sorry no about the about the the homosexual relationships is that uh a lot of this is kind of based on like kind of real things that were happening in like mi6 at the time and one of one of them for example and he goes into this uh he mentioned this briefly in in the pigeon tunnels autobiography but like obviously there's a really big level of like hypocrisy in like morals and like in like standards in in something as like for example in uh, in uh, intelligence like this where if you were a girl and your skirt was like a little too short, like you would hear from it from like everybody. Sure. But meanwhile, like the two top men in the company <laughs> work like had uh, an assistant whose like, I think job was to basically keep their ongoing affair hidden, like under oh like, even though God. everybody knew about it. But like the whole thing is that like this someone's job was to be like like listen make sure no one talks about this all right that is such so, a headache so those kinds of things are true and the other end is that and this is definitely something from the spy who came in from the cold where it's like a a lot of spies you know like people have like this very romantic image of a spy they think of spies being it's like oh these are like morally upstanding people they're people you'd imagine like on our end if you imagine someone's in the fbi you'd be like oh that person's like a fucking warrior you know <laughs> yeah but like but in particular, in spy and with spies, Lecrae's point is that like you know, spies were mostly like social pariahs. Like they were, they were filled with people who basically would not get, did not like fit in, especially in like English society back in the day, where it was very obviously very much not only a boys' club, but like it was very like <laughs> listen, you got to know your place. Sure. So like for example, spies spies had a healthy like a uh, collection of uh, you know closeted homosexuals. Uh, Jews at the time who were yeah they they were held back and just they were filled with like people that like you actually wouldn't expect them to be so this was actually like a more realistic oddly a depiction of spies at the time so yeah oh I really like that that's amazing yeah that's cool I didn't even know that I I love that <laughs> I love that outlook on like you know think about thinking about spies in that way instead of like the more 
um, like, I guess, romanticized way of like, oh, they're, you know, the James Bond suave dude who like just gets to like sleep around and kill people and, you know, no consequence, no nothing. Yeah. I like this better. <laughs> also, yeah, this is thanks. much better. Thank you for the info, Daniel. Yeah, you're welcome. And and just so you know, if you were to put James Bond in the Lucre universe, he would be what's called a scalp hunter, which is essentially what uh, Ricky Tar, a.k.a. Tom Hardy was, which is basically oh. a guy who does like dirty work you know he would do assassinations and, and crimes oh, and all those other various other things so yeah <laughs> uh, speaking of uh reiki tar just quick question for everybody uh, by the way uh, daniel you mentioned that you didn't want to spoil anything uh, like a few minutes ago we spoil in this and like there's a disclaimer okay. before the post on instagram so if you want to spoil spoil away spoilers ahead of listeners class <laughs> um but okay was i the only one who like was generally just like shouting at the screen when Ricky Tar goes like, you know, you have to promise to save Adina. You know, she has to be saved. She has to be yes. okay. No, and then I... just like, just better to Cumberbatch and Gary Oldman look at each other and Gary Oldman goes, you know, I'll do my best. And I was like, yeah. are you not going to tell this man? Yeah, <laughs> that's brutal. Is super dead. I also like though, I, I, it was funny and I noticed that too, but I kind of liked <laughs> that they did that. And they were like, well, listen, so awkward news. That was so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Bad news, bears. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, everything in, in Le Carre, it's full of quiet, quiet people deeming very bureaucratic about things, but like the portrayals <laughs> and the action are so deeply felt and so hurtful. You know, the, yes. the fact that George, yeah, George Smiley and Peter Gwillem know what they're doing. They know Arena's dead. And they, they to get Ricky Tar to do his thing, they're, they like lie to his face. And that's yep. that's just what they they got to do. And and again, but that's the, real life. You Hayden. know, they would have yeah. done that. <laughs> and they would have done that for sure. There's no greater betrayal than between uh, Jim Prado and and Bill Hayden. That's 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 brutal. <laughs> that, yeah, <laughs> he's like he that came hurt. to tell you, and you knew, and he was like, I mean, I didn't think he was gonna die or anything. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck did you think was gonna happen? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's it's amazing. It's, 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 and then also Bill Hayden just sleeping with George's wife. <laughs> and he goes, it wasn't really personal. We just knew that, like, that would be a good way of, you know, getting you to, like, you know, not see things clearly. Like, it's very much a game of fifth dimensional chess, which is why I love all the chess references that they have of, like, using the chess pieces to, like, show you the characters. Mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting. And it was also a good way to keep track of the characters because... God, there's so many names and they're so, so horribly many. introduced. I'm sorry. I have yeah. to say it. I like the movie. <laughs> But they were so horribly introduced. I spent a good twenty <laughs> minutes on the Wikipedia page, just going like, "Who's who? Who the fuck are they talking See, about?" See, I just watched Taylor, a YouTube video. Hayden? Yeah, I, I I watched a YouTube video afterwards because I'm like, <laughs> I think this is what just everyone who I think this is what everyone was and what happened. Yeah, it, it and, probably it ugh. gets it gets better with multiple uh, viewings that you can like fully appreciate yeah. what's going on. I can um, see that. Th yeah. There's also like there there's a lot of jargon that like th like for example like the reptile fund. Anytime that's mentioned, they never explain what the reptile fund is. There is what no actual there is no actual real world thing called a reptile fund. <laughs> like so they just go with it. it. It's 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 like a slush fund that basically people just like kind of dip their hands in when they need like some money to do like a job, especially for like like on the ground like field work. So but they never, but they never explain that. Um, I do want to say is that speaking of which, we're we're not talking about like some of the big people in here who amazingly don't actually physically appear in this thing, such as Carla, the uh, antagonist, um, right? The, the 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 Russian head of KGB and spies and everything. The the it's called the Carla trilogy because it's all about George Smiley hunting down Carla, and also Anne, George's wife. 
Uh, we never clearly see her face. We don't. Re- I don't know if we even we hear her talk or anything like that. Let me ask you, how did y'all feel? Oh about yeah, we that? do. We do. I think we hear her speak at the Christmas party a little bit. She says something to George, yeah. and we like semi hear it because he's 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 about to notice that there's a weird thing going on between Bill <laughs> and his wife, which was like super obvious. I was like, Bill, <laughs> like keep it in the DL. <laughs> he just really made the eye contact super clear, just like I'm gonna fuck your wife. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. I, I thought it was really interesting that Carla was never, like, his, we never see his face. And yet I never, I, I didn't feel an emptiness about it. I didn't feel like, oh, I was baited and I didn't see this. Like, seeing the ending felt like enough. It felt like that's where it should have ended. Not seeing Carla felt like was the correct step in a narrative point of view, both visually and like just like narrative overall. Mm-hmm. And there's always like a really nice like kind of touch is that technically even though like George Smiley quote unquote won the day, it's like it's like this weirdly kind of like dark ending, you know, as for a lot of Lecrae stories, that's the case where it's like the spies won, but everybody lost. People are dead. (laughs) But everyone's really Uh, sad. (laughs) But that's what I like. It, It added a lot of realism to it, you know? Yeah. Life is pain. Yeah, that's and correct. I, and I and I like that they it, you can see the decisions that they had to make while either right I would say writing it while writing this movie like trimming it down basically because there's so many perspectives that you could have gone into and so many different details to include that if they included all of them it would have been it would have been way too long. You would have gotten too yeah. bored. And so I think they just had to narrow it down to like the exact story and only include details that were necessary for it. And I think they did a really good job with that. And um, yeah, I appreciated that part of it. Yeah. Screeners uh, did not get it. Yeah. And also, how did you, not a dumb question. How did y'all feel about the uh, how did y'all like the uh, uh, Gary Oldman's first of his performance? Because. This is very different from something that Gary Oldman does. Incredible. Gary's always a stunner. A stunner. (laughs) That is my serious black. I love him. He's great. I I don't think I've ever seen something of Gary Oldman that I've been like, no. Yeah, same. job. (laughs) Everything he does, I'm like, yeah. He just totally transforms. He's just that Mm -hmm. character. He's that guy that if I'm watching a movie, and I know it's a pretty good movie going into it, like highly rated or something like that, and uh, there's this guy that I recognize that's just so only the character and nothing but the character i'm like mm-hmm. that's gary oldman i know it <laughs> i just know it's gary oldman because if you can't tell it's him it's him you know yeah sure <laughs> yeah. to me i don't know <laughs> no that's that's a cool thing people have complained about this but uh and i think look ray <laughs> loves it but like he's also like yeah there's never been a more emotional george smiley than gary oldman's uh smiley <laughs> Because Christ. to it, and like the thing is, like if you've seen anything, if you've seen uh, the spy come in from the cold, George Smiley appears in a small bit, or like the original Alec Guinness, like BBC miniseries where he played uh, a George Smiley in them, like he oh is more, he is more realistic. Like George Smiley, it's kind of like the movie itself. It is, it is stylized, as realistic and grounded as it is. But like you can say the same thing about George Smiley. Like that is the case. But obviously that doesn't that doesn't bug me. He should have won the fucking Academy Award for this. I mean, he was so good. <laughs> Yeah. There was so much like micro acting with him because again, like he doesn't, like we were talking about that yesterday, I think that he doesn't do much for a lot of it. It's mm-hmm. such a slow burn. But yet every, like there's not a wasted frame of him, you know, like right. everything he does, even like, oh my God, I love the ending. I love that ending of just him sitting down. It just really felt like you were sinking into the seat with him. And it was so good. Yeah. I just think he's such a master of doing small things that the camera catches on so well. Yeah. And I just, 
great guy. He yeah. he doesn't have any uh, dialogue for like I think the first twenty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I, yeah, love I did that. notice that. Just silence. Yeah, and uh, but great score. His uh his his speech halfway through the thing about um meeting Carla in the past is is so Ooh. fucking wonderful. That is that is something that's stuck mm-hmm. with me for yeah. For a lifetime. Yeah, when he sits in front of the chair, oh, I, I was, yeah, and Ricky's just asking stupid questions, and he's like, let me tell my fucking story. <laughs> Great scene. I loved it. Yeah. Amazing. Do any of you have final thoughts on either two films? Mm. Oh, I have one final, like, small thing. Yeah. Um, okay, so I noticed this with both of them, and I was very happy about it. I, when, when I look at spy films, I always have, like, a specific outlook for the female characters because I do know that like you know the spy genre is well known for not having a good track record with female characters <laughs> yeah from like only doing femme fatales to like only using them as sexual objects you know those two options I think that these two movies did a really good job of not doing that yep. Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy when I saw the actress Svetlana I looked at the cast because I was wondering if there were any women in the cast and I saw her picture and she's really beautiful and I was like oh my god they're gonna use her as like a you know, a sort of femme fatale. And then her character showed up and it was anything but. And even in like the sex scene of like her and um, uh, Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy, yeah. it was still not like overtly sexualized. If anything, I think we see him more naked than we do her. And I thought it was really cool to not have that. And then same with the man from uncle, even though it is the more flashy one, even though you still have a character like Elizabeth Debicki's character, Victoria, who is a sort of femme fatale, there's so many things from that trope that are not presented, like the sexuality of it, like even though it is sort of hinted at, it's done in such a classy way of not making it about that, but making it about the funniness of the plot. And then obviously like Gabby is such a cool character. I love that she turns out to be like part of British secret intelligence. Like I just think it's a really good two movies that deal with like female characters and spy movies super well. Big fan. That's yeah, no, that's that's it's a very, very interesting thing. And it's always something that, yeah, it, it's especially nowadays you think about it where again Tinker Taylor is supposed to be a more realistic depiction so I think uh, mm. Connie Sachs's character is oh. loosely based on a real person she was so sweet no. but she yeah and like her real her real life counterpart is not an alcoholic though but she's like <laughs> she has she has like incredible like uh like recall or something where she does what you see Connie Sachs does where she just watches like footage of like like Russian parades and she's just so amazing mm-hmm. she's like stupidly gifted with like faces and everything but um <laughs> But no, that's uh, that's a real interesting thing. And also, I wanted to ask Katie, uh, how did you feel about uh, uh, Gabby Taylor? Teller is that her name? Alicia Gabby Bicamba. Teller, yes. Yeah. Wait, would, who who does she play? What? Alicia Gabby Gabby Teller in uh, The Man from Uncle. How did you feel about her character? Which one is she? I'm so bad at names. Alicia Vikander. She's the girl, the the German girl. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought you were talking British about, but I needed confirmation <laughs> before I said anything. Okay, cool. You don't know who um, Alicia Vikander is. Come on. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. No, she looks familiar. I'm just bad with names. Oh, okay. I, I actually don't know who she is. She won, uh, she won the Academy Award for um, The Danish Girl, I guess. Yes. Did yeah. she? Oh, she was. Right. She was in a Ex Machina. She's done like a, a yep. bunch of things. She's done a Tom, bunch. Tomb Raider. She's in a lot. Yeah. Um, no, she's always fantastic. And I loved her in this film. And I loved her character, frankly. I like that she wasn't... She's someone that you fall in love with as Army Hammer does. I I, uh. I thought so anyways. <laughs> I I feel like I fell in love with her the same way Army Hammer was. And I know that that, that was probably... Well, not probably. Hello. That was definitely <laughs> what they were trying to do. But she went from... She goes through every single piece of it to to, like... 
being a woman in a spy film without being the stereotype of a woman in a spy film. And so I like that she was strong. I like that she was fun super funny like, <laughs> super funny like the way she dances yeah. and then right? slaps that, isla that's the, that's exactly the scene i'm thinking of i think she's so funny so she's fun and she's uh also like a total badass but then she's captured in the end and they save her but she's like she's she's shown as that strong strong funny girl but when they do come to having to save her uh, she is like whimpering because she's injured and and she's cold and she's yeah. been through a shit storm and it's like <laughs> something like you literally feel like Armin Hand you're like oh my god this precious this precious angel I need to save her and I, I, you're just suddenly you realize that you're in love with her and you're like oh my god <laughs> so that is how I feel about Gabby okay. <laughs> They're great. Okay, no, I I wanted to know that because um, and here's a look into my mind that no one asked for. Is that like for me? I'm just like, yes. like listen, out of in all the films I've ever seen, there's no character fucking hotter than Alicia Vikander in this. And hot is yeah. such like a simple way to put it. It's like no, I can't stress like that. I find that attractive. That just yeah. so attractive. The whole thing. She's goofy. The clothes. Yep. Uh, in this are, are fucking phenomenal. So cool. As much as phenomenal. like yeah, no, I, I, it's it, it's one of those things. Like every time I want to rewatch this, it's like I want to rewatch it and just pay attention to the outfits on everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, that yeah. deserves a watch on its own. I wonder if there's like a special yeah. like commentary thing you can see in like the extras where it's like. Listen, here's a thing where it's just a breakdown of every what everybody is wearing in every <laughs> single fucking scene. I hope um, so. I, mean, I, would I love think it that. should because it's it's so telling of each country. That's why I think that scene with like Henry Cavill and Army Hammer talking about clothes is really important because it's just really showing of like the German American, yes. sorry, Russian American division mm-hmm. of like the 60s, 70s within like within the Cold War and I I love it. Yes. Yeah, Guy Ritchie and uh, Math and both Matthew Vaughn are, are suit guys. So anytime you see th- it, when there's fashion in those movies, like they give a shit. So and it's, all right, and it's, and it's really fucking cool. But uh, yeah, also I wanted to say, which if you if uh, what, what's the not stupid way to say this? It's like which did you actually find more attractive? Because historically, this is an interesting p- mo- moment in TV and film history. Uh, which mm-hmm. character do you find more attractive, uh, the Henry Cavill character or the Army Hand- Army Hammer character? <laughs> I hate to say it because he's KGB, but <laughs> the Army Hammer yeah, character. Yeah, I have to say I'm I'm more physically attracted to Henry, uh-huh. but I mean you have well that that and I the reason that we <laughs> love Army's character more though is uh, I mean you, you see the emotional depths that he has. He has these mm-hmm. up and downs. Yeah. He has these anger issues because of his parents and he's damaged <laughs> but he's strong and kills people but also he's like a lamb inside so yeah of course we like him more but am I, like would, I, would I marry Henry or Army? I, Henry all the way so. <laughs> There's a stronger uh, 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 fandom here for the Hammer character then which yeah. is, yeah. is yes. interesting because here's the thing in the original TV show um the the Russian and I actually to be honest I forget his character's name. <laughs> I am just gonna call, yeah. I'm gonna call him Hammer, right? Huh? Yeah, okay. <laughs> but um, the original in the original in the original show the two main characters were Napoleon Solo and and uh, April Driver I think her name was, and basically like this then like the Russian guy would pop up and he was like the sympathetic Russian guy and he became so popular he became a part of the main cast. 
but Napoleon Solo very much is more of like a James Bondy kind of thing. It's more like he's the guy. He's like he's the sexy dude that guys want to be. But I think yeah. I, I believe historically uh, the female audience um, or just whoever was into like the the, the characters sexually were actually really into the Russian guy, which was kind of like a shock and surprise because you know if you Ooh. imagine they didn't they wouldn't want you to be more attractive to the Russian guy over the American guy. <laughs> But the Russian guy was like, yeah, like, I, I, I guess well, a lot like how he's portrayed here where he's kind of like this strong and sensitive dude. Yeah. yeah. He has a backstory. We don't have too much of a, I mean, we have a backstory for Henry, but like, hey, hey, it's not emotional. Napoleon it's, solo profile. Yeah, <laughs> it's just that he used to steal stuff and he was too good. They had to have him on the team and that's it. Like, Which granted, I also find super attractive. Like the fact that he got oh, so yeah. good. Uh, languages and paintings and just like artifacts that he got to like steal them all to the point where the CIA was like, well, we might as well fucking hire this dude. Sure, that's hot. Super attractive. But imagine if he had that and emotional depth. What fantastic <laughs> means that would be. He doesn't need it. He's got the voice. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're right. I, it's I, okay. I'm still on board. One of the things I absolutely love is besides the fact that uh, Elizabeth Debicki's the main villain, um, which is fucking cool, yes. even though she's very young, She's a giantess and, you know, I believe Katie referred to as goddess, uh, <laughs> which and, I, and I, I really dig and I keep forgetting this happens. It's like, oh, she bones him like halfway through the movie. And it's like, I forget that. <laughs> <laughs> which, yeah, no, that's I think good for so them. Open. Both good of for them. them. <laughs> yeah. Happy for both. <laughs> and uh, Elizabeth Debicki's great. I think this is the first thing I saw her in. Has anyone does anyone remember seeing her from anything earlier? Mm. Let no. me look her up just so that I don't mistake it because I feel like I saw her in something before mm -hmm. my computer is listening to us because I typed in Ellie and she was the first thing that showed up. Oh, I don't <laughs> like um, that at all, Malu. Uh, oh my you know god. What? I think I saw her first in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, if okay. I'm being completely honest with you. That, that even came, though that came out two yeah. years after. Oh, and Guardians of the Galaxy 1, apparently. Oh, and Cloverfield Paradox. She's in oh. that too. Haha, <laughs> didn't see it. Those are Paradox, not. The first Cloverfield, calm down. Yeah. Oh, she's in Tenet? That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, she is. Oddly enough, uh, well, actually, speaking of Le Carre, is that she was she was the female lead in uh, The Night Manager, the TV show, which actually starred uh, Tom Hiddleston. <gasps> oh, and... Uh, and, <laughs> and, <Mally? Gass>. and <laughs> I'm sorry, I just really love him. <laughs> and the best thing about that, Hugh Laurie as the fucking bad guy, which is based on, he plays like an international uh, arms <laughs> dealer. Um, definitely check that out. Funnily, Shit, I might have to. <laughs> funnily enough, though, is that uh, she, like Elizabeth Debicki in that, plays the estranged, controlled wife to an evil, evil man, played by Hugh Laurie in The Night Manager, and like, she's like one of the main characters. Uh, and then she appears in Tenet, which is a play on spy movies, and she plays the estranged, <laughs> controlled wife to an absolute psychopath and madman, played by Kenneth Branagh <laughs> in that, and. It's You'll it's kind of like it. the same character but portrayed in two completely different styles by the same person. <laughs> it's it's kind of interesting to to look at it like that. She has the monopoly on that character now. <laughs> She's always got to play like, that I guy. Mean, or a gal. Yeah, now she uh, she has it. Uh, and funnily enough, I uh, just one more thing about uh, uh, how stunning and statuesque uh, Elizabeth Bicky is because she looks <laughs> like a you know, like she's a painting. Um, but apparently yeah. when she was when the uh, but one of the production people, when they found out Elizabeth Debicki was uh, cast in Tenet, the, the person who does costumes was like, in every scene, she's going to be in heels and long skirts. Like, I want her to look tall. Because 
In in this movie, uh, in, in Uncle, she's probably wearing heels in every scene. So anytime she's standing next to a guy and they're the same size, like, like he's probably on a box. <laughs> I don't care how, yeah. how tall these fucking guys are Wait, in this movie. No, she's like, really tall. They're 6'1". I looked it up because I'm like, God damn it, they're she tall. Is? Okay. No, not she is. Uh, they are the no, boys. I'm pretty the sure she's super tall as well. Yeah, the she's boys like, are 6'1". She's, so, like, she's taller, I think. She's naturally taller and in heels. <laughs> Damn hot! Why is this showing up? In a, yeah, so like it's that thing where in Tenet explicitly like they don't hide how tall she is. They actually make her look tall. So yeah. Cool. <laughs> I like that. Are you looking up how tall she is, Mal? Yes, I am. Okay. Because I am intrigued. Uh, this doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, Malu's half-ass internet research. <laughs> she's in there's action. no way she's. So I'm sorry. Were you discussed? Were you doing final thoughts? And I, I brought this whole thing up. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, we were. But that's right. that was the final thought. I feel like ending on Elizabeth, and, uh, Elizabeth the Vicky being, you know, on Amazon is the best place to end. <laughs> True. Wait. Wait. How how tall is she? Did you find out? I is she six two? You can say no if you haven't found it. <laughs> I think. I mean, I I think I found it, and I think she's six two. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. Oh my god! They were definitely on boxes then. Yeah. I thought she was taller, to be honest. You think if I'm in a movie, they'll just put me in a box in every single scene? <laughs> They're just going to CGI you. <laughs> <laughs> they'll record you in a different stage Listen, and at you in I, later. There was like a very quick time like when I was up like at 2.30 in the morning throughout my days of college, and I would just <laughs> be laying in bed trying to fall asleep with too many things on my mind. I'm like, is my career ruined because I'm five foot one? <laughs> and then I was, <laughs> then I found out Lady Gaga is only five foot one and I was like, I'm saved. Yeah. <laughs> lots of lots of big actors out there are that tall. Like uh, Scarlett Johansson is not as tall as she's officially listed as. Um, yeah. Lo- oh, Downey Jr. No, oh Robert Downey Jr. is like relatively small, but yeah, he's, he looked really normal he, next to the other guys in the Avengers. Yeah, he's probably like in non-Hollywood average. You know, in Hollywood, he's probably short. But uh, but yeah, like uh, Florence Pugh, of tiny. She's uh, short too. Short queen. Uh, She's five three, I think, or five four. Probably smaller. To Isn't be she? With you. Um, Chloe Grace Moretz is very uh, smaller than even I think she's officially oh, yeah. supposed to be. Um, I've heard that. By the way, the Scarlett Johansson thing—that's actually something because I had a, a friend who did extra work, and he was like an extra in like The Dark Knight Rises, and he was in. Uh, uh, that's cool. Have him on the podcast. Uh, Winter Soldier. She was. He was in uh, Winter Soldier <gasps> in a scene. And here's a great story. I'll, uh, I'm sorry. This is the last tangent I'll tell. I'll fucking swear to God. No, do it, please. Uh, this is the best he, tangent. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, here's he was uh, he was like an extra, not like a featured extra, just an extra. So there's a scene like during an action scene where like it's under an overpass and him and like one other guy are just supposed to like. Some like call action and then like run away as if like he's like running away or whatever. But like Scarlett Johansson's going to be there. So for most of the setup, uh, when they're doing like they're setting up the lights and all that, they have like the stand in there and they tell you it's like, listen, Scarlett Johansson's going to be here. Don't talk to her. Don't like engage her. Try not to like make eye contact. <laughs> oh my god! And, and it's not like god, it's not like a thing. Crazy. You know, they probably just tell you that it's not like that weird yeah. where they're just like like don't do that. But like they're just they just they don't give want a round and be like guys. Please be cool, okay? Yeah. Instead of <laughs> instead of asking people to be cool, they it's just tell you girl. that and just be like, yeah, if she talks to you, whatever. But like, you know, just don't do it yourself. Um, but the, and then <laughs> so yeah, the whole day being spent setting up, setting up, and finally it's like, okay, they pull out the the stand in and they put in Scarlett Johansson, and then someone goes, oh, hold on, we need to fix the light. 
uh, give us 30 more minutes. <laughs> so then Scarlett Johansson's standing there and like, he's just there and like, it's like, oh, this is so awkward. <laughs> it's like, I can't, I can't look at her. <laughs> oh my God. Can't interact apparently. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I asked her like, oh cool. What was she like in real life? And he goes, tiny. Like she, she's short. <laughs> I love that oh everything God. is a lie in Hollywood. Yeah. Wow. It Everything's is. a lie. It is. It's all Why does it have to be a lie? Why can't they give short people like me more hope? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, uh, Toby Jones. There's Toby Jones. He's he's tiny. <laughs> There's a lot of tiny people, and I'm recently oh. finding it out, and I now am not as yeah. insecure. Well, yeah, first off, there's that. Second off, there's like nice. you got your Michael J. Foxes and all that. But, uh, True. oh, you know who almost played uh, Toby Jones's character in Tinker Taylor? Jared Harris. <laughs> no shit. That was, yeah, that was supposed to be Jared Harris, and then he ha- he couldn't do it last second, and then they they just pulled in Toby Jones. So I love which is that. Completely different cool. guy too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm, All glad, right. I'm glad I remember that. Any, okay. We love to see it. Any more final? Thank you for that story. We're gonna use that to yeah. reel people into this very long episode, Daniel. <laughs> Hopefully, this is like. Stay tuned. Stay tuned to find out the first. Hand slash in parentheses second hand Scarlett Johansson meetup <laughs> story on set on a live set. Yeah, I just hope that's, live that's not Marvel a Marvel set. Uh, Use the buzzwords like that that I just did. I don't work in Hollywood. Ooh. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's on here. It's it, it has nothing to do with you. You're fine. Okay. It has everything to do with Mallow and I. And now we are going to think about that for days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What time is it, Malu? It's time for the game. The game. For the first time ever, Katie isn't in danger of losing. I know. Because since we have a guest, the game is for our guest. Mm. Okay. So, wait, do I not get tonight, to play? Do you want to play? Yes. <laughs> Fine, I'll change the entire introduction of that. Okay, good. <laughs> now Katie has competition to lose. Yay! Ooh. Much better than defeating myself. Or Yay. not defeating my being defeated by myself. That's it. <clears throat> yes, like in Scott Pilgrim. I like that. Okay, so each of, each of you will get to buzz in for these questions. The questions are related to historical Secret Service code names for you know famous people or just you know political figures or public figures overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I will give you the code name. I'll give you three possible guesses. Uh, recipients of that code name, and you have to guess which one. And you have you you each make your own buzz sound. Uh, whoever buzzes in first gets to, you know, say what they think is the answer. Okay, Daniel. And either win. Yes. Or I will give you. I will <laughs> give you two options of what you scream in to buzz in. <laughs> Option one: each other's names. Yeah, the name the name thing is always going to be uh, uh, best. Um, yeah. <laughs> But it has that, to be each well, like, other's names. Daniel, it's not you your own name. Daniel, or you we got to say Katie? each other's yes. names, so I got to say Katie. <laughs> yes, you'd be okay. like, Katie, and I'll be like, Daniel. I like that. No more options. Also, that's it. That's, yeah, that's, that, that. that's option one. And then option two is picking one of the four words in the title, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, let's just do names. God damn it. Names. All right. Yeah. Great. That's just going to be great. so simple. Great. Uh, so I love I'll, it. I'll say Katie. Okay. Katie. Okay, you guys ready? Daniel! Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Question number one. Which first lady was coded lace? Was it Jackie O, Eleanor Roosevelt, or Michelle Obama? Hmm. Hmm. What was, it, what was the second one again? 
You said Eleanor? Uh, Eleanor Roosevelt. Yes. Katie. Um, you know go what? Ahead. I'm going to I'm going to go for the for the obvious one, which I don't actually know for certain, but I'm going to say Jackie. <laughs> you are correct. Oh, it was Jackie. Yeah. Yeah. For the record, <laughs> I wanted to say that I was letting Daniel buzz in first oh, because oh, he's the God. guest. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Daniel, you know how much I love to buzz in even if I'm wrong. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you were just doing a let him go first. Yeah, because I have the, the other two to get. So I wanted to let him go. Let it be calm. Okay. A calm start to the story. Well, now that we've started, you can try and go first in the second one. <laughs> we'll see. Also, we'll see. Uh, one last thing. Uh, Jackie, great movie if you haven't seen it. I do have to see it. So I want to watch it. I'm going to. It's a really, really great Natalie movie. Portman. It really is. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Question number two. Which artist related to the U.S. government slash White House got the name Napoleon? Is it A, Marilyn Monroe, yikes, um, B, Lin-Manuel Miranda, or C, Frank Sinatra? Daniel! Go for it. I'm gonna say Frank Sinatra. Kitty cat, you're correct. Yeah, I, know it. I, know it. I was gonna guess that. You're also, faster, I, you buzzer. Hell yeah, I am. I told you I'm a fast I'm a lean, also, mean, screaming machine. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I just wanna clarify that I said yikes after Marilyn Monroe, not because I don't love her, because I do. Just because the other two have less of like a scandalous relation to the US government. Yes, that's than true. Marilyn does. I mean, it, it would make more sense to refer to her as like in a masculine name because, you know, if the whole idea is to kind of like, you know, to kind of hide the fact that there was an affair going on. Yeah. It, it would actually make sense. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. True. I wonder, true. If she, yeah. I wonder if she does have one. But okay. Sorry. I'm sure she has she one, definitely but does. it's not listed. <laughs> um, and last but not least, the tiebreaker. Let's see. Who wins? Okay. <laughs> Hoping for you, Daniel. What? Who said that? Hey, um, fuck you. <laughs> um, which figure has the code name Halo? Is it Beyonce because of her song Halo? The Pope, John Paul II because, you know, heaven and all that? Or Morgan Freeman because he's just played <laughs> God that many times? <laughs> Katie. I'm assuming it's, it. I'm guessing it's the Pope. It is, but wouldn't it be great yes. if it was Beyonce? Come on, Mally, oh. that was the easiest question in oh, the world. I'm sorry, world. and why didn't uh, you buzz in, Daniel? Yeah, I still buzzed <laughs> in faster. I knew that was the answer, come on. <laughs> you were laughing. Why didn't you I buzz in? in there. <laughs> you could have buzzed in. <laughs> Daniel's the there guest. Was like a good I can of win silence. all of the time if I wanted to, Malu. Daniel's the guest. <laughs> Katie. There was a good second of silence of you laughing about the Morgan Freeman thing. <laughs> because it was funny. I thought I would laugh at your joke, Malu. I thought you would have at least appreciate it. Instead, you're attacking me. Why I'm do you always you. have I'm to just attack saying. me? I'm just saying, don't say you could have won when clearly you had your window. Oh my you know what? Just wait till you're back in New York, Malu. We're gonna we're gonna street fight, all right? Sure, I'll stomp on you. Yeah, right. Okay. I'll go. Daniel will referee us, but he'll just walk away. He'll blow the whistle and walk away. (laughs) 
Yeah, I like that. It's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, gotta protect well, myself. Now we have a new champion of the game. It's Daniel. <laughs> Katie's lost. Yes. Surprise, well, surprise. That's all right. <laughs> thank you, Daniel, very much for winning the game. Thank you so much for the game, and thank you for playing me. When it's not slow readers and it's not <laughs> gatekeeper, I'm a very reasonable player and, and gracious, gracious player as well. Katie, I knew I was up against uh, a real, uh, a very, a quick uh, buzzing uh, a champion over here. So <laughs> yeah. I, uh-huh. I really, uh-huh. I, I kind of had to jump in at that last one. So you know, it could have, sure. it, it could have been mm-hmm. either of us. So uh, it, it's yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not the best. I only won. That's right. a great match. Beautiful win. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> All right, everybody. Oh, Daniel, this has been so another episode oh. of Film School Professionals. <laughs> Oh, can I do uh, one last plug? So yeah, no, um, yeah. Again, you can follow me on uh, Instagram at Slow Readers, on Twitter at Top Gallant Radio, and also I just want to say that um, if y'all out there, I uh, have lots of shows that I've uh, helped out with in 2020, and uh, I have a new show. Well, I don't have a new show. They have a new show coming out that I worked on (laughs) that I'm really excited about, and uh, I'm kind of bummed out that like it's coming out in the next several weeks. Uh, and I don't, and Slow Readers is taking a break, so I can't talk about it because I've been wanting to talk about it forever. I can't talk about these shows until they're announced. But uh, Wondery has a new show called The Apology Line, uh, which Ooh. is really fucking, uh, it, it's probably out of all the shows that I've worked on with Wondery before, which are all available right now, wherever you get your podcast. But also, you may as well just get Wondery Plus, pay for the subscription, and listen to some of the world's best and uh, most successful podcasts, especially true crime podcasts. Uh, ever uh, like Dr. Death season two guru jacked Jack isn't true crime, but you know, and uh, do no harm. Uh, but yeah, the apology line is probably the one that like I is, is such an amazing story. And I'm so curious cause I haven't heard the last episode yet. And yeah, I'm so curious what it's going to be like, but yeah, it's a story about um, in the eighties, uh, 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 an artist uh, set up uh, an, a phone line that you can call and you're supposed to call if you've done a crime or you're guilty of something and basically you leave a message anon- completely anonymous apologizing for that crime and how Whoa. the stories <laughs> that, that came, really cool. it, which is perfect for podcasting because it's purely audio. It's something that hasn't really yeah. been, you know, didn't really make any good kind of like adaptations. There's no TV show or movie. <laughs> there has been a movie and it was terrible. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, you get to hear like these actual voices from people calling in and like confessing things, possibly lying. Uh, it was the it was the world's first virtual <laughs> community because after a while you could actually respond to the messages in your in your message. So people were coming Very in cool. who I won't reveal it, but like some of them were real, some of them weren't, but saying that they're serial killers and they were like going at each other like WWE <laughs> personalities. Uh, it's Whoa. it's it's crazy, and the who the host is, I think, is a spoiler. But uh, it talks about she reveals who she is and her relationship to everything in the first episode. So definitely check that out. The apology line on uh, Wondery Plus on uh, January twelfth, and I believe it's coming out in most other podcast uh, catchers or apps. I should call them uh, on the nineteenth of January. So check, definitely check that out. Hell yeah! All right, that's so cool, Daniel. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. We will be checking those out. And, and if you want to check out more about us, yeah. go check out our Instagram, at Film School Professionals. And, and as I said at the beginning. If you've made it yeah. this far in the episode, you might as well just leave us a review. Tell us how much, how many times you want Daniel to come back on because he teaches us so goddamn much. Every yes. time we talk to him, Daniel, literally every time I talk to you, I learn like at least five new things. So like I just, minimum. I just, uh, yeah, I just, I, I don't, I feel like I don't teach. I just kind of tell stories. 
<laughs> that is teaching you goof. It's a humble teaching method. I just teach stories. You sound like un- Uncle Iroh from Yo, uh, Avatar. Right? Doesn't like, he? To see it. Uncle Agro? Who'd you say? <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Iroh. Iroh. Have you not seen Avatar The Last Airbender? No. <laughs> and I haven't really seen most of Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Well, you're just outing yourself. Yeah, now. you really so are. Franchise all right, to franchise. All right, uh, I hope they all left a review before you said that, Daniel. Shit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's fine. We I just mean, lost every it's, listener. It's, it's, it's not. It's not that cool to be a Harry Potter fan anymore. So whatever. Uh-huh. Hey, hey, hey! It's not cool to be a J.K. Rowling fan. That's different. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> everyone, go check us out on, on Instagram. <laughs> go check us out on uh, those reviews that you're. I'm sure we're writing right now. Tell us why you love us. All Tell us why stars. you hate us. Tell yeah. us why Daniel needs to come teach us more things and we why we need to talk about more spy movies. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. uh, you can check us out next week for a new episode every Wednesday, yes. baby. Yeah. Ooh. And it was so cool to be here. Uh, uh, honestly, if you want me back, just just let me know. We'll talk about more spy things, or we'll talk about Always. Queen, or we'll talk about Queen's Gambit if we want to keep True. talking about fantastic outfits. Uh, oh, oh, it's st- so good! Stunning women and fantastic outfits. Cause holy shit, wow! Except Daniel, for- I will talk about episode, that yes. all day, every yeah, day. Absolutely. Like we'll yeah, we'll go through all of the Guy Ritchie and Matthew Vaughn movies that are all about men in suits, and then we'll talk about the Queen's Gambit and fucking Anya Taylor Joy. Cause holy shit! Just, yep. Wow. All right. <laughs> Anytime. Incredible. <laughs> Thank you, you so much that, for coming on the you. show. We want you back as soon as possible, yes. always. All right. It would and, be fun. Uh, all right, everyone. Have a great rest of your night. Do your homework, and we'll see you next yes. class. Woo. Bye. Incredible. One of the worst performances of my career, and they never doubted it for a second. Oh, this has taken a weird turn, but yep. thank you for the Spanish. <laughs> I'm sorry you guys had to listen to more than 20 minutes. <laughs> Top Gallant Radio, brought to you by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabe Mara.